Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the motivational treasure trove that is Getting There by Gillian Zoe Siegel. Published in 2015, this book reveals the compelling narratives of renowned entrepreneurs, artists, writers, and CEOs who, against all odds, relentlessly pursued their passions, all while maintaining their resilience and grit. Through a collection of intimate first-person accounts, Siegel aims to inspire and guide you on how to get there, overcoming obstacles, and achieving your own version of success. Prior to becoming an author, Siegel embarked on a career in law, only to eventually follow her true calling as a photographer. She crafted Getting There as a vibrant tableau of individuals who took the risk of straying off the beaten path, worked hard, and ultimately realized their dreams. Her insightful writing has not only earned her a dedicated readership, but has also graced the pages of prestigious publications like Forbes and the New York Times. So, who will find getting there a significant addition to their library? Entrepreneurs at the exciting cusp of launching their own businesses will find invaluable inspiration within these pages. Young individuals at the crossroads of deciding what to do with their future can gain a clearer perspective on the paths less taken. Anyone standing at the starting line of an ambitious project can find a well of motivation to draw from. Join us as we explore, in just 20 minutes, the essence of getting there and the life-altering stories it shares. Getting There, a Book of Mentors Introduction Discover how the wisdom of mentors can motivate you towards your aspirations. Life is filled with a vast array of personalities who leave a lasting impact on us. They could be our teachers, managers, artists, or even figures from the past. These individuals, known as mentors, gift us with their wisdom and experiences, forming invaluable lessons for our lives. However, not everyone is fortunate enough to have a mentor to personally guide them. But don't despair, for the world is filled with inspiring stories of successful individuals who overcame obstacles and achieved their dreams. By hearing their stories, you can gain insights and motivation for your journey. In the following segments, you will be introduced to six such individuals who thrived in their fields. Each traversed a unique path, faced distinct challenges, and emerged victorious. The common thread linking these diverse stories is the inspiration derived from their experiences. It's this very source of inspiration that can serve as your mentor while you carve your own path to success. Throughout this narration, you will unfold how the ideals of a soldier can sculpt the journey of a successful artist, how a struggle with communication ignited the creation of Craigslist, and how an undergraduate's determination gave birth to Teach for America. Part 1. A boy inspired by his father's success finds his own path and becomes the dean of Harvard Business School. As children, many of us found ourselves looking up to our parents as our ultimate role models. This admiration often inspires us to emulate their footsteps, particularly in our career choices. This narrative is a reflection of the life of Nitin Nuria, the dean of Harvard Business School. 
Noria found an admirable figure in his father, who was born in a modest Indian village where very few had access to quality education. Despite the limitations, his father emerged as one of the first high school graduates from his village, furthered his studies abroad, and returned to India to utilize his engineering degree. Eventually, he climbed the ladder to become the CEO of a major corporation. Inspired to make his father proud, Noria embarked on his journey by pursuing an engineering degree. However, his path was not without hurdles. His academic performance was far from stellar, mostly attributed to his love for literature, which absorbed most of his time and attention. As he continued his journey in university, he noticed an interesting pattern. While his science grades remained average, he performed exceptionally well in elective subjects such as history, literature, and economics. This sparked a realization that perhaps engineering was not his true calling. Embracing this newfound clarity, he chose to tread a new path. Fortune favored him with a fellowship to study finance at the prestigious Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. Thus, Nohria embarked on his journey from India to the United States. Once at MIT, he flourished in humanities classes. Encouraged by this success, he shifted to a degree in management and eventually earned a doctorate in the subject. The culmination of his relentless hard work and determination arrived when he was appointed the dean of Harvard Business School. Noria views his life journey as a testament to the American dream. Emulating his father's indefatigable spirit, he ceaselessly created new opportunities for himself. Although he didn't follow his father's precise footsteps, Nohria cherishes having such a mentor in his life. However, it's important to remember that not everyone finds their parents as sources of inspiration. Nonetheless, this should not dissuade them from carving their paths and achieving greatness on their own terms. Part 2 How Performance Artist Marina Abramovich Transformed a Challenging Childhood into Emotive Art A challenging childhood, often characterized by unloving, overbearing, or absent parents, can contribute significantly to psychological complications in adulthood. However, adversity during childhood can also serve as a powerful motivator later in life. The life of performance artist Marina Abramovich is a compelling testament to this idea. Born in Belgrade, Serbia, Abramovich's parents were affiliated with paramilitary groups, leading to their frequent absence. When they were home, their parenting style was predominantly characterized by strict control and a need for order. Abramovic's mother, a germaphobe, was particularly stringent. She would jolt Abramovic awake if she found her sleeping in an incorrect position and prohibited her from playing with other children. The majority of Abramovic's early years were spent in solitude, but she found a way to keep herself entertained. She discovered her knack for drawing and painting at the tender age of three. By the time she was 12, Abramovich held her first art exhibition. She continued to nurture her artistic inclinations, graduating from art academies in Belgrade and Zagreb, Croatia. During this period, she unearthed a profound understanding of her connection with art. One day, as she watched high-speed planes drawing contrails against the blue canvas of the sky, she was captivated. The bold, transient streaks fascinated her, leading to the realization that art could emanate from anything in the world, even from her own body. 
This perspective laid the foundation for Abramovich's long and distinguished career as a performance artist. However, Abramovich's journey was not smooth sailing. When she began, performance art was not recognized as a legitimate art form. She faced severe criticism and mockery. Despite this, she forged ahead, creating performances that pushed her body and mental boundaries to the extreme. Today, she is celebrated globally for her exceptional contribution to the world of art. Part 3. How Craig Newmark's journey as a self-proclaimed nerd fostered global online community building. Teenage years can be particularly challenging for the academically inclined, yet socially awkward nerds. Entranced by electronics, yet fraught with clumsy social skills, many find themselves isolated and misunderstood. However, in today's digital world, many such nerds have broken traditional barriers and found phenomenal success. Craig Newmark is one such personality who turned the tables by intertwining technology with a skill he admittedly lacked effective communication. During his growing years, Newmark embraced his identity as a computer nerd. Social interactions were a daunting task, leaving him with very few friends despite his good natured persona. It wasn't until one fateful class discussion that Newmark identified the culprit behind his social woes a lack of potent communication skills. Understanding this flaw didn't leave Newmark disheartened, though. He saw the situation through a pragmatic lens recognizing the missed opportunities during high school. Yet, he also saw a chance at redemption in the nascent world of the internet in 1995, observing the internet's unique potential to connect people and enable mutual aid, Newmark resolved to create an online platform that promoted inclusivity and involvement. His first step towards this mission was relatively straightforward. He began by sending out emails to friends, informing them about upcoming events in art and technology. Word about Newmark's informative email thread started to spread and requests to join his mailing list poured in. Members began suggesting additional features such as job postings, service advertisements and sales alerts. Within six months, the size of Newmark's emails had exploded to a staggering 240 listings. This was the moment when Craig decided to establish his list server, aptly christened Craigslist. By 1997, Craig's List had escalated to one million page views per month. In another two years, the list evolved into a full-fledged company named Craigslist. Newmark continues to operate Craigslist, guided by his original ethos of giving people a break. His ultimate aspiration is to foster trust and a sense of community in urban regions across the globe providing a platform for people to connect and find solutions to everyday challenges. Part 4. Wendy Kopp's Journey From Ambitious Dreams to Realistic Achievements There's a fine line between being overly ambitious and being downright delusional. While people may argue that your aspirations are far-fetched, it's you, and only you, who can ascertain whether you're treading the right path. Wendy Kopp serves as a sterling example of this philosophy, endorsing the belief that if something feels worthwhile, it deserves your utmost effort. Kopp's journey towards effecting change started during her freshman year at Princeton University. 
With a fervor to make an impact, she became an active part of a student organization. Together, they aimed to raise funds by reaching out to the CEO of a prominent company based in St. Louis. After the group presented their initiative, the CEO pointed out towards a poor neighborhood visible from his office. He questioned the students, asking why he should back their endeavor when there were other, more critical needs that required attention. His words left an indelible mark on Cop. Motivated by this experience, Cop committed herself to a larger cause, ensuring equitable education for all. She devised an ambitious project aimed at ameliorating public education by mobilizing America's brightest graduates to teach in financially disadvantaged school districts. COP projected that implementing her project would require a budget of $2.5 million. Her professors balked at this figure, deeming her plans idealistic and highly skeptical of her ability to raise the funds. However, COP was undeterred and decided to put her project into action. To raise the required funding, COP wrote hundreds of letters to CEOs and industry leaders. Those who responded expressed their doubts about her lofty goals. But Cop was resolute in her mission and didn't let their skepticism hinder her. She started recruiting graduates directly and managed to get more than 2,500 students interested. This movement didn't stay unnoticed for long. The media spotlighted her project. As the news of her initiative spread, donors came forward. To Cop's delight, she was able to raise the needed funds swiftly, even receiving a generous grant of $500,000 from former presidential candidate Ross Perot. With 489 teachers on board, COP's program, Teach for America, started its training phase. In face of repeated rejection, COP never let her determination waver. She persevered until her ambitious project finally took flight, transforming a seemingly unrealistic dream into a concrete reality. Part 5. The Unexpected Journey of Sarah Blakely, From Childhood Dreams to an Entrepreneurial Marvel. When you were young, what did you aspire to be? Perhaps you dreamt of being a doctor saving lives, a ballet dancer dazzling crowds, or a firefighter rescuing people. Although many of us still cling to those youthful dreams, life sometimes has a more extraordinary plan. For Sarah Blakely, her lifelong aspiration was to follow her father's footsteps into the world of law. Having grown up witnessing her dad in the courtroom, becoming a lawyer seemed like her destined path. However, fate had other plans, and Blakely ended up failing her law school admission tests, not once, but twice. Disheartened, Blakely decided to abandon her dream of becoming a lawyer. Instead, she took up a job selling fax machines door-to-door, dealing with often unwilling and uncooperative customers. While this job wasn't necessarily fulfilling, it offered Blakely a unique lesson, the ability to brave the word no. Despite customers ripping her business cards right in front of her or having the police called on her, Blakely remained undeterred. However, she harbored a desire to sell a product that she personally believed in. She wondered whether she could create such a product herself. But what could this product be? Her eureka moment happened quite unexpectedly. 
as she was preparing for a party, she decided to cut off the feet of a pair of pantyhose so she could wear them with her sandals. Realizing how flattering the footless pantyhose looked under her outfit, Blakely saw the potential of this as a product she could develop and market, a comfortable and invisible shapewear. Blakely then embarked on a year-long journey of research, patenting, and networking, all done secretively. Though local producers turned down her prototype proposals, Blakely's resilience didn't waver, thanks to her experience with rejections. Then, one factory owner decided to give Blakely a chance, considering that his own three daughters might appreciate this product. This was the break Blakely had been working towards. Blakely's creation, Spanx, quickly achieved cult status, even getting mentions on popular shows like Sex and the City and The Oprah Winfrey Show. If Blakely had been successful in her law school admissions, she might never have become an entrepreneur or one of America's youngest female billionaires. Indeed, sometimes, destiny has its unique plans. Part 6. John Paul DeJoria's Tale From Humble Beginnings to a Successful Business Empire Can you picture a business tycoon showering at public tennis courts or scraping by on a mere $2.50 a day? It may sound far-fetched, but this was the harsh reality for John Paul de Joria during his early entrepreneurial ventures. Despite the challenges, his tale is a testament to the power of resilience and dedication. The cornerstone of de Joria's life was a valuable lesson from his mother. Success isn't defined by financial gain. Instead, it's about hard work, happiness, and satisfaction in what you do. There was a point in Dehoria's early life when he, his brother, and his mother were on the brink of poverty. They had only a handful of dimes to their name. But despite their dire circumstances, they found happiness in what they had modest meals and a small garden to tend. This austere upbringing shaped Dejoria's business ideology. He started at the bottom rung, taking up varied odd jobs. Whether it was creating flower boxes, driving tow trucks, or selling encyclopedias door-to-door, Dejoria held fast to one principle, assisting his customers in making the best possible decision. This customer-centric focus gradually landed Dejoria in more significant managerial roles. His work journey led him to unite with his friend, Paul Mitchell. Together, they laid the foundations for John Paul Mitchell Systems, which soon became one of America's leading professional hair care companies. During the initial phase, DeJoria even had to live out of his car. However, DeJoria and Mitchell remained steadfast in their belief in the venture. Their faith and hard work eventually paid off, catapulting John Paul Mitchell's systems to success. With this victory, DeJoria ventured into other businesses. His brand, Patron, became a globally renowned tequila brand, earning frequent mentions in pop music. He also explored the diamond industry. Regardless of the business venture, DeJoria stayed true to his guiding principles, hard work, and assisting customers in making the best decisions. His story underscores that success is a journey, not a destination. A final summary. The central idea from this book. Success in any venture is not a momentary achievement, but a lifelong journey, as underlined by the narratives of notable mentors.
irrespective of their childhood encounters, be it filled with inspirational moments or challenging times, mentors absorb valuable lessons from their experiences. This allows them to unearth their core values and hone essential skills that come to their aid in the long run. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.